Hi, everyone. Um, welcome back to this week's episode. I'm here with Taylor Merritt. And um, thank you for being here, Taylor. And I'm going to let you introduce yourself. Awesome. Thank you so much for having me. Um, I am a mom of three and recently moved um, almost a year ago now from San Diego back to Chicago, where my husband and I are from. And I started a business called Sweaty as a Mother, and I work with women pre and postnatal. I do in-person, online, um, and I also um, have a few other workout programs. But my, my uh, thing in life is to, you know, try to raise my kids and, and the happy, healthy life and try to help other women feel confident and strong and navigate that journey for themselves in motherhood. So thank you for having me. Oh, I love all of that. My first question I have, how do you find balance? How old are your kids with like three children and running a business, a recent move? How do you, how do you find balance? So my oldest uh, is five and my next one is four and my other one is uh, two. So yeah, we're, we're in the thick of it for sure. And super busy. And, um, I think for me, it's a constant kind of give and take and understanding, um, that I can't do it all right. I, I want to, I'm a, I'm one of those people that I say, I'm going to do something and I'm going to do it. So I think I've had to learn kind of when to say no and kind of learning when I need to ask for help, uh, I think is the biggest thing is like, I, when they were younger, it was a little easier. I feel like with nap times and, mm. and right. Like there was a more of a schedule. Now my two older ones are not napping anymore. Um, currently one is the two-year-olds napping. So this is a little easier and the other ones are kind of set up with an activity. So kind of navigating the schedules and just finding when I can get what I need to get done. And how does your typical day look like? Can you walk us through? How do you fit it all in? Yeah, absolutely. So um, I share this a lot on my, my Instagram is I wake up before my kids. So this took time, don't get me wrong. And when I had a newborn, I was not doing this because, you know, sleep de deprivation, but I get up at 5, 530 and I start my day with a, a workout and a meditation. And this like is something for me that it's an uninterrupted you know, thing that I get to do by myself. And that just sets my tone for the day. So when I don't get that done, I, I remember like, okay, Taylor, if you want to hit the snooze, you know, I know I'm going to have a little more of a more difficult day because mentally I'm just didn't start my day that way. So start there. Um, then uh, I usually have a morning client and my kids have done this with me since day one. So they kind of are really, really good at staying busy or they're out there with me. I kind of integrate my work-life balance and my clients know that my kids are there and most times their kids are there. Um, and then we go do an activity. We like to go out. I like to be outside and I try to get the kids out and we usually do lunch outside when it's nice. And then I come home, it's nap time for my little one. And then I do work. I try to do two hours of work while he's sleeping and the kids get to do quiet time. They do reading. Sometimes we throw a movie on. They're really good at playing with themselves right now together. So that's really nice. Um, and then after that, we kind of do an act, a, afternoon activity. The kids usually are doing jujitsu right now. So that's oh, fun. fun. 
Yeah, it's been a really fun learning experience, I think, for them too, um, learning all that. And then, uh, yeah, I get dinner going. And then I have a client in the evening. And then once kids go to bed, we do bedtime routine. And then I work. So I work from about 7.30 after the kids go to bed. I do client calls. And then I try to get to bed before 10, 10.30. But, you know, it's not always perfect. Um, so that's kind of how my day, it's a long day, but we get it done. Yeah, that sounds like a long day, but I feel like you have it really structured. Um, and you, I love how you start with the meditation and the workout each morning. Um, so when did you get into and how did you um, figure out like that meditation part to add that to your day and figure out how beneficial that's for you? So about two and a half years ago, I became a certified yoga instructor. And during that whole training, we did meditations every single day. And that is when I really felt the benefit of the meditation. And I was pregnant with my youngest um, at that time. And it really made a big difference in my life, like understanding how to get my mind in the right spot. I always talked about mindset and I do that with my clients and it really was a big shift for me, you know, was the whole, just actually taking time to do that for myself. And that really has made a big, big shift in my life. Awesome. I love it. And I think the mindset is probably plays a huge part in getting the results with um, the workouts too, right? Because if you are like, in a mindset, like you get frustrated, you're like, oh, I put this time in, but I'm not seeing the result because at least from my experience, it's like you are in for the long run. Like you don't work out for four weeks and then you skip whole summer and start over in, in the fall, right? So, right, so absolutely. Do you, build, do you build that in your program where you teach your clients? So for my pre, yeah, for my pre and post, or it's usually my prenatal clients, we do like birth visualization. And I try to incorporate um, this imagery, right, where I'm kind of reading through meditations and helping them with that, um, with breathing exercises. And so I do that. I don't do it so much with my other clients, but I give them um, an app that I like um, to do, you know, so I'm like, here, if you're feeling stressed and a lot of my clients, when they hit a plateau or are feeling, um, like they're not losing weight or they're just frustrated again, they feel like they're doing everything right. And they're not seeing those results. They normally are telling me when we have our check-ins that there's a lot of stress in their life, their kids, their work, whatever's going on. So I'm like, okay, let's think about what we could control while we can't control those other things going on meditation is a great way to get yourself down from that high of that stress. So mm -hmm. I think I, I, you know, I don't do it personally with them um, and my clients, but I'll have them. I'm like, here's, a, you know, get an app. Like those are really great resources you can use um, to, to utilize. And speaking about this, so because you have a long, busy day, like, is it easy for you to go to bed, fall asleep and, and sleep through the night? Or do you, does it take you time to wind down? Or do you wake up in the middle of the night and be awake and yeah. the next day? That's a great question. I think it just depends. I feel like I fall asleep pretty easily, even though I am, I'm on my computer. I'm, you know, I, I am 
doing all the things you're not supposed to do, being on technology right before bed. Um, but it, I feel like I, I have a good, I've never really struggled with sleep. So I know there's so many people that that is just kind of part of them and is a struggle. So um, I normally right now, all my kids are sleeping through the night. So I feel like I've been getting good sleep. And again, I'm able to wake up early and feel rested and kind of ready to go. But I will say, you know, such as life, kids are sick or I'm sick. It kind of throws off the whole routine. And then I feel like I am a little bit off for a while. So, but I will say, I feel like it is that whole way I start my day is just grounding and like getting my mind ready to go. And then I feel like through the day, I've managed my expectations about how everything's going to go. Cause I got what I needed done per se to feel good. And then the rest of the day, it's like, okay, what, you know, uh, even though I love things, like you said, I'm very routine and scheduled, which I do think has its benefits. But at the same time, it's like, I have to manage my expectations when things don't go exactly the way I timed it or thought it would go. So I think that's a big thing too. in the way I try to stay positive and feel good and, and keep motivated is to manage my expectations. I don't lower them. I always tell people don't lower your expectations as a mom or a working mom, but manage them, you know, so that way, you know, if something doesn't go exactly right, just, we got to, okay, how else can we do it? So it, it can go more positive. Yeah. I love it. You have it really all figured out. And I wish um, the listeners could see you, but you like not only look healthy, strong, happy you don't look like the frazzled stressed out mom but I I really want to know so your kids are still so young so when did you get into when did you start your own business and how did you because I know so many women are like so intimidated and we like to say oh now it's not the right time I gotta wait but how did you find that confidence and yeah that no, what's the word I'm looking for just to, to be ready to say I'm doing this, even though yeah. little kids, military spouse, you know, moving places. Like I'm, I'm really curious to hear that. Yeah. I think, um, for me, so I transitioned after having my second, I had a full-time job. Um, you know, I managed a boxing gym and I fought my whole life, uh, I told my husband, like, I would love to be a stay-at-home mom. Like, I just love being a mom. And, you know, I always was a babysitter growing up and, and a nanny. And then all of a sudden I became a stay-at-home mom. And I was like, I, that, that, that piece of helping people like through their fitness journeys and like helping women. And I kind of lost that. And I was like, wait, like, I thought I would be so happy. And for me, I'm like, I still want to find this. How can I find this balance of doing what I love, but also doing what I love the most, my being with my kids. So I try to integrate my business with what I'm, I am a new mom. I had all these things happen to me pre-postnatal. What was I missing that I wished I had the support and the knowledge so I tried to get all of that so I could digest it and give it out to everybody else. So I think for me, it was like, I have to do this for not only myself, but for everybody else out there that is going through these things. So I think my driver was my own happiness, but also reaching anybody I can to share my experiences and what I learned from my first pregnancy when I was not certified in any of this pre-postnatal stuff. I had issues that I dealt with that no one talked to me. Doctors didn't talk to me about it. I didn't really have resources. So I'm like, how can I be the resources that 
I can help everybody else. So that was my driver. And I think also having the support, my husband hundred percent was like, yes, like you need to do this. And, and if that's going to make you happy and also is a source of income, like, cause that's what business, you know, obviously that too. So it was a driver for our family to be able to do things, you know, that we love to and provide. And so I think that was my main thing was like, just be happy, have my kids see me happy doing what I love right. and yeah, everybody's happy. So on social media, I love how your kids are always involved in whatever yeah. you do. Like is it, if it's reels or, you know, little exercise videos you post, the kids are always involved. I love yeah. how, I mean, they don't even know any other way, right? They are always with right. you. They see you work out, your husband work out. So to them, it's, it's totally normal. I love that. Now getting back to what you just said. So do you mind sharing what things were that you, no one, like you said, the doctors didn't talk about, because I feel like as a woman after giving birth, I'm like, why does no one talk about this stuff? I'm curious to know what you are referring to. Yeah, great question. So I think after my first, I was like a, you know, fitness professional, great personal trainer. And here I am pregnant. And I'm teaching boxing and, and everything. And I felt great. I had a great pregnancy. And then I think I just expected postpartum that it would be the same thing and that I would just bounce right back and have no, you know, none of these after effects of motherhood per se. And I suffered with um, abdominal separation, diastasis. So I had, you know, a two finger gap by my belly button and my navel. And I would have a hernia that would pop out when I was doing core work. Um, it was a little bit painful. And I also, when I was doing boxing and I was doing like HIIT workouts, I would have, uh, you know, I'd pee myself a little bit and I'm like, excuse me, like, wait, I thought I was very active and did all these things. And, you know, I did Kegels all the time and I thought I was doing everything right. But in the end, I actually had pelvic floor issues and I had this abdominal separation that ended up not fixing itself on its own. So through my trainings, uh, you know, I'm a pre-postnatal uh, corrective exercise specialist and also a core consultant. So I've literally healed myself. I have closed my gap completely. I was told by doctors that I needed to have surgery for my hernia. I have now been able to close the gap and keep my hernia completely inside. Oh, wow. Yeah. And then I do not pee myself at all after my third, um, even after my second, then my third, I had no incontinence issues. And so it was just amazing to me that just because I studied these things and worked on it and I focused on it and I did it and I healed myself. So it was like, I need, I want everyone to know that it's not normal to feel that way right right a, right yeah. I remember when my second one she was probably eight 12 weeks old I went to this class and we did an assessment and I had to run a mile and halfway through I'm like I can't do this anymore because I peed myself so much oh. and I was so embarrassed I'm like oh my god how do I get out of here And then all the other moms, they were like, well, you didn't put like several pads in your underwear. I'm like, what are you oh. talking about? They were like, yeah, you have to be prepared. I'm like, this all doesn't seem normal. Like we don't want to run around with like a stack of pads to go on a run. I'm like, no. Right. And then I did more research and yeah, it's, it's crazy that no one talks about this stuff because my right. sister who 
had her baby in Germany, she said, no, I went to like physical therapy. We did all these exercises for eight weeks right after birth. And then she got like this little pamphlet. So she did continue to do exercises at home. And then I don't know, three, four months postpartum, she was totally good to go, but they kept checking and making sure her pelvis is, is good to go. And isn't that amazing thing? And so you, you see that other side in other countries, that is common practice. You are given a referral to a pelvic floor physical therapist and you don't even have to seek out any of this stuff. It is completely there for you to, to be given, which it, it should be for women, but it's such a common thing that it has become normal motherhood. You know, they like literally 60% of women experience this incontinence and it just is like now a funny part of motherhood that we're supposed to accept. And I've got to the point that I'm like, no, you're right. This doesn't seem right. Why we shouldn't be having to do this? Um, and the biggest thing too, I like to share with women is like, I feel like, you know, your kids are older now and people are like, oh, it's too far gone now. No, like anybody can reheal and fix their diastasis, their pelvic floor at any point, even if you're 20, 30 years postpartum. Oh, wow. That's good to know. Yeah. It's never too late. It's never too late. And I think that's the biggest thing people feel just, oh, I'm already, you know, this far gone now. And it's like, no, absolutely not. So it's kind of a cool thing that you can realize, like, it's never too late to go seek out. Definitely helpful. I didn't know that either. And I think the biggest thing is like, during your visits during pregnancy, someone needs to point these things out because right. you feel like something is wrong with you. You don't, especially your first pregnancy, you don't even know what's normal postpartum and what's not. It's, it's, I exactly. feel, yeah, I feel sad for so many women. Like when I saw them and three of them really had all these pads in their underwear, I'm like, Oh, yeah. I know it really is. It's disheartening. Cause you, again, we just accept it. And like you said, like you want to get out of there because it's embarrassing. And I think that's why a lot of women don't show up for, you know, a workout class or don't do stuff or they just don't jump anymore. Or don't do things anymore because of those issues. Cause it is embarrassing. So it's like, we can do better. We can help each other and just kind of try to get it out there that, you know, that's why I try to share on my Instagram is like tips on how to hear, like, it's not normal. Their mm-hmm. leakage is not normal. You know, it's just not normal. So yeah. And you, you shared with me that you just added like a mom and kids workout to your schedule, right? Yeah. Yeah. Finally starting to bring back in-person things, you know, and getting moms together. And it's just been a funky, again, me moving COVID. And then, so now it feels really good to connect with women that we meet at the park and we do like a, I call it building strength for motherhood and, and just trying to have a good time and know that you can bring your kids and be a safe space and everybody plays together. And I try to help with everybody's kids too. Like today I brought an activity. It's like a hundred degrees here in Chicago and we're having a heat wave. And so I brought ice and watercolors and all the kids painted ice moms worked out. And I mean, they were happy and just something different, you know? So just trying to make moms feel like, you know, we can make time for ourselves and like do it and show up and it's okay to have your kids. You don't have to get daycare or a babysitter, um, I want that to be like, again, like I said, that's how I kind of run my business is integrating my kids and the, the season I'm in. And so I'm trying to make that a thing. Yeah, you have it figured out in a way that you can be with your kids. Your kids are active. They meet other friends. You meet new moms. Mm-hmm. Like you don't. Do you ever have to hire help with your kids or? So I was just that was another thing I was going to bring up is I think for 
you got to realize that like, I can't do it all. Right. Like, so there gets to a point where I'm like, I had this, this glute guide and I put a deadline on it that it's coming out. It's going to be a really exciting, like, you know, again, a functional training women and, and men how to, to get stronger. But anyways, I realized that like school's out and uh Oh, I'm not on my, my timeline for this deadline. So I seek help. I have a babysitter now coming once a week and it's th- just for three hours in the morning and she comes and I go to a coffee shop and I can't even tell you, and I'm sure you guys can relate where, what I can get done in three hours uninterrupted. So I, it's amazing that I'm able to like focus for three hours. No one's asking me for a snack to wipe their butt. I'm yeah. like, okay, like this is the function. So it does feel good. I think for me to, to finally uh, like let go of the control and now I have somebody for Mondays for three hours. So it's like, whenever you feel like you, you're not able to keep your head above water, it's like, okay, ask for help. It's okay to ask for help. I had to accept that. You have to share where women can find you because I'm sure a lot of listeners are like, I want to be like her because you really have it figured out. Um, I've been following you. As I said, I love how the kids are always part of it. Um, the one thing I love seeing on your Instagram is when you share for me personally, because again, my kids are a little bit older, but when you share all the meals, I see your kids in the kitchen prepping meals. So how do you fit that part? How do you fit the grocery shopping? How do you make sure everyone eats healthy, um, in your busy day? How do you schedule that? Yeah. So that is a thing that I've had a lot of women that they ask me all the time is like, oh my God, how do you do all that? And so for me, I like to put this out there. Like I enjoy going to the grocery store. There's many people that it's just not a fun thing for them. Right. So for me, I enjoy going hands-on looking at stuff and, and, you know, kind of like in my head, I have a plan. I go to the grocery store with our meals. Um, and I can share more about that too, where every week we kind of have the same outline, but then I'm kind of changing up the veggies and the meat, whether it's like seasonal or there's a sale on something. And I'm like, Hey, that would be really good this week. Um, so I just like to get there. And then again, I like my kids love to just pick stuff out again. It doesn't always look perfect. You guys, I'm t- I have to manage my expectations someday. I'm, I know I'm going to the grocery store. The kids are a little hungry. It's going to be a little chaotic. So I try to kind of plan ahead for that. Don't go around lunchtime. Um, but I really try to fit in, like, how can I include my kids? They know the meal plan. They kind of know Mondays. We do like a bowl night, Tuesday's taco night, Wednesday's pasta night, Thursday night, stir fry Friday. We eat, eat out. So there's so much room you there stick to this every week. Yeah. We, and again, oh. sometimes I'll move it on different days, but like, that's my outline. But again, think about everything you can put in a bowl. You could do, you know, like a salmon bowl night. You can literally do anything. So it's, you can create this variety, but I know I have this structure. So then Tuesday, we always do like a taco, a taco salad. I always change up the meat. Um, and then Wednesday pasta, I'll change up the, the shape of the pasta, the, the sauce, the meat. So you can really have this variety. It never gets stale. Um, but I think for me, it's like, it feels so good. To, like I'm a structured person and that's, my kids know, like we have this on this night, this on this night, and and it's pretty. And yeah. the kids eat whatever you eat. You don't ever. I and again, this was a tip. You know, I'm gonna give Brie Brie a shout out. Brie Fox. When I used to nanny her kids, she always told me, "Don't make the mistake. I like do not cook a second meal for your kids. Like because you just get in this. If that's how you do it from the beginning, it's 
So that stuck with me. That resonated with me because I'm like, okay, I don't want to have to cook different meals for me and then different meals for the kids. So basically I'm using all the same stuff. The kids love to help me cut the veggies. And, but again, this stuff fills me up. I know for some people cooking is just, it doesn't bring joy. So if that's you, then that's okay. Right. You don't have, this is just something that brings me joy is to include my kids. Doesn't need to be every night, but kids will eat more if they are cutting it, they're cooking it, they're plating it. I'm telling you, my kids eat more because they did it. I totally believe it. However, it sounds like, you know, usually in my house, late afternoon, everyone comes home from sports activities, everyone's hungry, and I'm just trying to get it done, get the food yeah. on the table, but involving kids. Yep requires patience that time yep. of the day I don't have a lot of patience left but I agree like I don't cook second meals either I think you can mm -hmm. even claim like so many parents then they blame their kids when they are like teenagers and they are still picky eaters it's like they don't know any better like right right I like to put it out if they don't want to eat the sauce on top of the yes they can leave it out, but all the ingredients are there and then they can go and. Right. Customize it. Um, but like I said, like, it doesn't look like that every night in my house either. Like tonight I'm playing in a volleyball game with a friend. And so they, I'm going to prep stuff beforehand and, and then, you know, I'm going to head out and then my husband will come, you know, so it doesn't look like that every night in my house where my kids are so perfect cutting the, you know, no, no, not at all. But I think I like to ask, Hey, does anybody want to help me cut the cucumbers? Hey, does that, you know, and if they say no, they're happy playing, then keep them happy doing what they want to do. Or if you're at the point when you're like, I have some days that I'm like, again, everything was chaotic. It's a little, I'm feeling overwhelmed, stressed and they're happy watching TV for while I cook dinner, then I'm okay with that, you know? So I think nothing is going to look exactly the way you want it, but I think it is putting that a little bit of extra effort out. It, it eventually pays off because they really do. My kids love to just pick things out and do it. And it, 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 I have noticed it really does make a big difference in the way that they choose to eat. And they see me, what I'm choosing to put on my plate and what we have in the house and keep in the house. It, it has an effect on them. Yeah. Oh yeah. You set them up for success because if they grow up like this, cooking meals, like I grew up with my mom cooking meals all the time. I still cook. I enjoy cooking and the kids, I try to get them in there as well, because then it's normal for them. Right. They won't ever just go to the store and buy frozen foods and pop it in the microwave every night. No, I think it's it's really you're doing them. Yeah. A huge so it's finding that I think it's finding that balance, whether it's like one day a week, if this is something you're wanting to add into your life and, and try it, like just aim for one dinner a week, you know, and try it out and see how it goes. And it might be a big hit. It might not go as you planned it, but just try to manage that expectation and and you know, pick something simple, you know, like I love just, I do my meals again, I'm not an extravagant cook. I don't make all these homemade sauces and I really don't, I keep it simple, you know, but I try to find, you know, we just variety, I think is my mm -hmm. biggest thing. It's like keeping it fresh and fun and, and changing up the sauce and the veggie and the way you cook it. Or, so I think it's, yeah. you know, variety is good. Yeah. It doesn't have to be really complicated, but someone needs to say that. Because yeah. I get overwhelmed in the store and I'm like, why don't I just cut up the vegetables, a little bit of side, side of meat and done. Like, it doesn't have to be like. All right. Like, yeah. And I think the biggest thing is planning. Like 
on Sundays or Saturdays, whenever you do your, like try to plan what you see happening in that week. Because once you put that little bit of time, it might be like an hour. It feels overwhelming when you're like planning and prepping, but that will pay off throughout your whole week because you're not stressing over what's for dinner every night. So slowly trying to, you know, take the reins back on dinner time and, and prepping like, and I do not cook lunch. So I don't know. I, that is my one thing I do. If you follow me on Instagram, you'll see, I just put out charcuterie boards, simple, like some grapes and a protein and a fat and a carb. And I'm like, here you go, kids. Like, oh, smart. Yeah. Yeah. I don't cook. I don't want to cook breakfast, lunch, dinner. That's just no, thank you. (laughs) Too many many dishes, too many things. And they love it because they have things to pick and choose. It's yeah. So but maybe you enjoy cooking lunch and you don't want to cook, you know, just kind of figure out what works for you and your family. And yeah, don't put your, don't put yourself under too much stress. So last question, when you, do you take your family on vacation and how do you, do you stick still to your routine? Like, do you get workouts in or do you really take a week or two weeks off where you go to restaurants where you don't work out or do you, what does a vacation in your family look like? No. So when we go on vacation, um, so our last big vacation, we went to Disney. Um, we did that in Disney World. So we went in February or March. So that was our last big one. Um, so we stuck to our routine. I always look at the hotel. Is there a gym? Um, I bring my bands with me. People see me travel with those. And my husband and I both really enjoy working out. So we'll take turns. Whether when it's a nap time, someone will go down to the gym and then we switch um, because kids can't be in the gym at a hotel kid room. Um, or one of us goes out on a run in the morning. Then, the, you know, so I think my husband and I support each other on that. And that's helpful because it's motivating when you have that accountability partner. Um, but also it just feels good for me to, I love routine. You've heard me talk about, I'm pretty routine. So we like, for example, we went to the grocery store and we had a room that had a fridge and a sink and we bought everything we normally do. Like for a week of vacation, we bought our fruits, our veggies. We did a little different. We would like pack more sandwich stuff and it was really kind of fun to like do that. And we packed all of our stuff for Disney and then we went out for dinner. So that's kind of was our different. Um, so we made sure we had our good breakfast, so like oatmeal or a toast. And then we made our sandwiches and good, like cut up veggies and hummus for a snack. And then we went out for dinner. So I do enjoy going out to dinner. And I think you can fit that into your, you know, routine when you go out to eat. But we like to keep it pretty similar because I know how good I feel when I don't eat well. And I don't, it just, I'm cloudy. I'm off. I'm irritated. So I think once you get in that good routine, you start to realize like, it's not even, it's I don't even. It. Yeah. Right. That's me too. If I don't eat, like actually now when I'm eating things, I know that are bad for me, even at the end of the meal, I already regret it because yeah. it's such a short moment where you feel really good, but then already it's like. Yeah. Yeah. And I think it's just finding that balance of like, get I love a good burger I get a good burger when I go out to eat and I get it with french fries but I get it wrapped in lettuce because I also have celiac so I have to be gluten-free and not everybody has a gluten-free bun but you know to me it's just more enjoyable to eat a burger like that and then enjoy the fries and then it's fine the next day I'm you know I'm still getting my workouts in and I don't feel regretful at all I don't I always tell people we need to to if you want to eat it you fully accept it and eat it 
and just leave it behind. Don't feel, don't think about it anymore. Like for me, I love ice cream. So when we went to Disney, I think we got ice cream like every other night and I got one scoop and I loved it and it was great. And I didn't think about it, you know, yeah, I think and, that's key because I, if I want a burger, I got to eat the real burger. Yeah, yeah. I don't do the lettuce, but then I really enjoy it. And then I'm done. I don't even. Exactly. Yeah. A, yeah. a burger is not going to make you fat. A salad's not going to make you skinny. It's really trying to understand. Oh, I love that. Yeah. Yeah. I always tell people, I'm like, you're not going to eat your way with just all yeah. salads and burgers. No, it's, it's really about a happy balance and really intuitively. I, my clients, I think see a little slower results because I'm a person that we're talking about real life here. We, I help you understand eating your protein, your fats and your carbs, and you can kind of eat, there's no bad foods. You can eat really kind of whatever you want at a, to a certain extent, but I'm helping you get in the calories you need. Cause most of my clients are actually under eating mm-hmm. and that is what their problem is. They're not losing weight because they're under eating. And they're like, but my whole life I under ate. Yeah. Well, that was when we were teenagers and in, in our twenties and now our metabolism is completely shot. So I have to help women start eating more. Mm-hmm. And then it's crazy because then they start losing weight. So I always tell women like, we need to eat more. Your body deserves it. Your mind deserves it. We need to fuel ourselves. We, I, I even had to like, before we were coming in on this call, I had been busy all morning teaching. I had that class and then my kids all, we had a play group after the thing. And then I'm like shoveling food before we got on here. Cause I'm like, Taylor, you have not eaten in like four hours. I was like famished. So again, it's, it's, but my kids had beautiful, you know, they had their snack boxes and their food and so I think we have to remember to fuel ourselves and, and take a right now, everybody get a big glass of water and drink it yeah. because where we forget. And you have to look at the big picture. Like you just mental, uh, mentioned, it's also the mental health. Like we can't be our best if we are like starving ourselves, not sleeping enough and all of that. Right. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Very, um, very important. So where can people find you? on social media website, like how can they reach out to you? So you can follow me on Instagram at sweaty as a mother. And my website is sweaty as a mother.com. So you can check out like things I have to offer. Feel free to message me. I love connecting with everybody and, you know, getting to chat if you have questions or anything. And again, thanks to you. I am so happy to be on here and get to follow you doing this and, I'm really excited. Yeah, thank you so much. It was really fun conversation and you shared some really good things. Um, and yeah, thank you so much. Of course, thank you. All right, take care. All right, bye. Bye.